listening to the EVs for Everyone podcast. My name is Elena Ciccatelli, an award-winning automotive executive, and I'm so excited to introduce you to some of the most dynamic thought leaders the EV economy has to offer. Listen in on honest conversations I have with the leading electric vehicle experts and uncover critical insights that will help you jump ahead and stay there. The electrification race is officially on, and these conversations have never been more important. So whether you're an automotive executive or just an EV enthusiast, this is the podcast for you. Let's get started. I have Stephanie here on the show today, and I am so excited to see you virtually, although I did see you live at Move America. So Stephanie, thank you for being here. Yeah, thank you. I'm very excited to join your podcast. Well, you have a wealth of information and knowledge on not only what's happening in the EV ecosystem, but utilities specifically. So before we get to that part, would love for you to talk about your background, your story, and how you got to where you are today. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's almost a circle in my career that I've made. I, I've started, I've been supporting utilities for almost 20 years now. Uh, first half of my career started with companies like ABB and GE, uh, supporting utilities with transmission, uh, distribution, generation. At one point, I had all the power plants in the Southwest. So uh, this is before kids. I would get in my car on a Monday. I would drive from plant to plant, which if you're familiar with power plants in the Southwest, very different than the Northeast. They're you know spread very far apart. Uh, it took a long time to get from plant to plant, but I would leave on a Monday, come home on a Thursday, uh, and that was that was what I did for many, many years. And I absolutely loved all power plants, all technology. It was pretty amazing back then. Um, from then, I, I, I decided I wanted to go into renewables, and I transitioned uh, over to solar, and I focused on the O&M side. So uh, services, how do you drive costs out of O&M using analytics, uh, and absolutely loved that. From there, uh, it was pretty clear that uh, it was forever going to be solar plus storage. Uh, and I, I wanted to better understand storage. And so I joined another company that focused on, on the software side uh, of storage uh, and really got to understand how the two interact and how they work together. Uh, and then that really opened up the door to join Rhythmos. Um, and Rhythmos is, sits at the intersection um, that we were just talking about between um, you know, uh, utilities and mobility. Uh, and it's focused using software to enable that, that new industry that's being born as we speak uh, and allowed me to come back to utilities uh, to focus on the equipment that I, I sold back in ABB. Um, uh, so transformers, which I know really well. So I'm focused on how to get more out of those transformers and supporting utilities with this, this new industry that they're moving into uh, with the electric vehicles and the opportunity that they're getting to see. Uh, so it's, it's, been, it's been an incredible journey uh, and I, I'm really thankful of all the opportunities that I've had uh, within all of those different organizations and industries. So let's talk about uh, what we had mentioned previously before I hit record on this episode, which was we now have this interesting relationship between 
the automotive industry and the utility industry, these two giant behemoth incumbents that have been around forever. Where do you, where do you see it going in, in the next year? Yeah, it's absolutely incredible because they're both going through such a significant transition, you know, to take um, the utility industry that has been pretty stable for the last two decades, not a lot of load growth. And that load growth was handled through efficiency gains to now they're going to see the biggest opportunity in revenue and load growth that they've ever seen. And it's going to happen quicker than they've ever, um, you know, they've ever responded to in the last couple of decades. So it is, it is a challenge for them, um, but man, an opportunity. And then on the, on the OEM side, I mean, the transition from, you know, these fossil fuel vehicles, ice vehicles to, uh, to EVs, you know, is kind of, it's upending their entire process and their system. They're all getting on board. They're thinking about it differently. Um, you know, we're starting to think in different terms of how we drive and how we charge and, uh, so yeah, it's, it's, it's incredible to see both of these industries making a transition and then having to come together in order to be successful, right? But they, uh, yeah, they, they are going to feed off of each other on, on how and where we take this new industry that's being born, um, you know, between utility and energy and transportation. Uh, it's going to, it's, it's going to be exciting. It's, it's already exciting for for me to watch, you know, I sit in that space, but I think for others, you know, just watching on the sideline, the next couple of years is going to be pretty incredible. You ha- might have a, a different perspective to maybe the, the mainstream thinking of, we need more public charging infrastructure. We need more, 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 more. But your uh, perspective runs a little bit counter to that. I would love to hear your perspective and why you think that way. Yeah. I mean, when you think about charging our vehicles, you know, we all know it's at least over 80, 80%. And in some regions, some areas, it's it's as high as 90% of charging is done at home. Um, And so we really need to think about how are we going to support charging and make sure that the grid can handle that charging, because that's where it's going to happen is at our house. I have an EV. I charge at night. I rarely use, um, you know, public charging. Uh, So we really need to put some focus on the equipment that's there to support that. Uh, And that's that's really where Rhythmo steps in, is helping to understand the existing equipment. And instead of, you know, upgrading everything to handle that new load or building out additional infrastructure, we can really use the tools and software that's available today to help that acceleration and help that adoption at the lowest cost to the grid um, and therefore the lowest cost to the driver, right? That's what we want to focus on. And we we can use those tools to get more out of the existing equipment before we have to start building. Uh, And I was mentioning that that's so critical because, you know, as we're starting to 
to bring on more charging, uh, the amount of revenue, the utility uh, will get from that charging is enough to then justify that additional uh, investment in infrastructure. So we want to really help the revenue match the cost. And we do that by being able to get more out of the existing uh, system, the network, the grid today. And we do that with tools, uh, primarily software. I want to also jog your memory a little bit. Back to Move America, we had, well, had a great conversation with you there. And I remember you telling me this story about a customer, an energy customer. I think they were in Arizona where they started charging their, their EV vehicle. They got like this crazy bill because the energy company didn't know where to allocate the additional power draw. I go around and I talk to a lot of utilities and it's my job, right? And we talk about, you know, what, what should they expect? What's happening when all these EVs are showing up on their system? You know, most utilities today are using registration data to try to figure out where cars are going and where they're charging. We talked about at home, right? But we, what we're figuring out is just because you register a car somewhere doesn't mean it's, it could be charging there. So they're really struggling to wrap their head around you know, what, where are the EVs? When are they charging? How are they charging? Should I be concerned? And what do I do to mitigate the risk? Um, and, and so I go around, I talk to a lot of utilities and I had a utility come to me uh, and they said, you know what? You're, you're exactly right. We had, you know, a neighbor shows up with an electric vehicle. Uh, she's all excited. She gets her neighborhood all excited. The next neighbor shows up and gets an EV. And before you know it, they had five EVs charging on that one distribution service transformer. Um, and I don't know if you're aware, but every single time you add an, an EV to that transformer, it's like adding another house load to that transformer. So now all of a sudden you've added five new homes to that transformer, right? And the, the transformer failed. Um, yeah. And when, when the transformer fails, you know, there's no power to that neighborhood, right? So the utility had to come out, uh, which they did. They assessed the problem. They then realized that there were five EVs charging on that one transformer. Yeah. And then, so of course they knew nothing about that, by the way, right? They weren't, they, they weren't doing EV detection. They did not know that those EVs had shown up and that they were charging on that transformer, uh, when it failed. And so uh, then they build the fifth EV driver, $20,000 to upgrade that transformer. Unbelievable. Uh, can you imagine getting a $20,000 bill from, from the utility company? I think no. I would pass out. Am I and it was it just like, it was just randomly assigned to that fifth driver? I have no idea how that was determined why that was determined and the person that handed over that bill or made that bill. I don't know. I don't know how that kind of decision is made, <laughs> but I mean, they didn't even share it across the five drivers, right? <laughs> they, yeah. they, the poor person who of course is so excited to have bought the, their new EV, you know, got it all set up, paid the money to be able to charge. And all of a sudden, you know, they're getting a knock at the door from the utility. Um, very, very interesting. Uh, so that, that driver, by the way, uh, refused to pay, um, uh, well, right. Greatly so. Yeah. I think I would throw, 
a little bit of a tantrum. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so that utility had to cover the cost. Um, and I think they realized, wait a minute, this is a real problem. You know, we need to start figuring out what to do and we need to start with how do we find these EVs uh, before these problems occur? You know, that transformer, as you know, $20,000, those prices for transformers have continued to go up. Uh, the demand is really high for transformers across the grid and lead times. I've seen lead times up to three years. So now, you know, an asset that used to be a commodity, right, um, you know, is now a critical asset for the for the utility. And they need to start understanding the impacts charging is having on those transformers and then start to plan, you know, utilities. They, they typically do a you know transformer load study and they do that for planning purposes to know where they need to upgrade transformers, but they do that on an annual basis, sometimes um, twice a year. But in that, you know, you saw that, we just talked about that story where you can't find those EVs and understand the impacts twice um, or once a year. This is something we have to start thinking about almost in real time. Uh, and that's really where we focus is, is how do we help these utilities really understand what's happening? How do we detect these EVs on their system? How do we show the impact trans, uh, EV charging is having on transformers? And then how do we help them make the right decision? They don't need to upgrade every transformer. There are alternatives. Um, you know, I think you talked about managed charging on one of your, your previous uh, episodes. You know, manage charging done through the lens of, of what Rhythmos does, which is really looking at it through the utility asset as opposed to just the vehicle, right? Or the driver's needs. If you add in what is the existing uh, constraints of the system, then you can orchestrate charging in a way that never overloads. You know, we're talking about the transformer, so never overloads the transformer. And then all of a sudden you can double the number of EVs charging on that transformer. So that transformer didn't have to fail, right? With those, with those five EVs, if they had had our software in place, one, they would have known that the EVs were there. <laughs> Two, they would have been able to see the impact on that transformer and know that they needed to optimize charging in a way um, that didn't that didn't cause uh, that transformer to fail. So there are options out there, and there are amazing people creating um, these these uh, very sophisticated tools to help utilities. And I think utilities are finally getting on board to say, "Hey, we can't do this alone. We need your help." Right. I think it's a great time. Thank you for sharing that story because I, that was the one thing that really kind of stuck in my head. And I was like, oh yeah, when I talked to Stephanie about that crazy story. I know I keep coming back to this, but the idea that we can, we can lower the total infrastructure cost to advance and accelerate EV adoption is, is really what excites me, right? That we can start to think in the mindset of, yes, you know, there's so, there's so much information about how much it's going to cost us $2 trillion to upgrade the grid to support EVs, right? Um, that's the number that's out there. You know, we have the opportunity uh, to, to reduce that, 
you know, by over half, right? We can cut right into that bottom line today as we continue to build that out. And, and you know, the idea of utilities pushing into um, electrification of transportation to me is like this rebirth of a utility. Stephanie, if people want to reach out to you, they want to connect with you, learn more about what you're working on, where is the best place for folks to do that? Yeah, absolutely. So first of all, visit our website, um, rhythmos.io, uh, some great videos. Um, and I'd love to, if anyone's interested, I'd love to give demos of our platform. Uh, you can reach me at Stephanie, which is S-T-E-F-A-N-I-E at rhythmos.io. Uh, uh, and I'd love, or reach out on LinkedIn. You'll find me there. Thank you so much for listening to the EVs for Everyone podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, go ahead and subscribe to the show and leave a five-star review with a comment. We read every single comment, so thank you in advance. If you have an idea for an upcoming episode or you would like to be a guest on the show, go to EVs, the number four, everyone.com slash contact. That's EVs, the number four, everyone.com slash contact. Until next time, keep charging forward. Word.